This is Pastor Mike from Jordan Lutheran Church, and you're about to hear one of our Sunday morning messages. At Jordan, we're passionate about learning from the Bible and pray that this message makes an impact in your life. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. If you have your Bible with you, I want you to open it right up. We're going to go right into Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 is where we begin this evening. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. Now for some of you, when I even start reading it, immediately your mind jumps to, For unto us a child is born, unto us a... Yes, see? Unto us a son is... And then you're wondering, how deep are we going to go? I'm not going to push you all the way. But here's what I want to share with you. This text, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. The tune that I was singing, if you don't know it by heart, but you're like, I think I've heard that. Uh, Handel writes in 1741, the Messiah. It is actually a three-part oratorio that Handel prepares. And it is first actually performed on April the 13th, 1742, at noon. And it is an Easter offering. Handel prepares this because the three parts of the oratorio are the part that, unfortunately, we forget. It actually starts with his birth. It takes you then to his passion and to his resurrection. Handel was giving it as an Easter gift. But most of us now, when you hear it, are like, oh, I can't wait until December. And then I get to hear my favorite symphony and favorite choir sing Handel's Messiah. Well, it's a great gift. And if you've not ever done it, go. I went once as a child, uh, maybe a child, uh, but I was younger, and I went to D.C. to hear it in the National Cathedral. It was amazing. Uh, But they didn't take you through the whole thing. (laughs) Uh, They just gave you the parts you wanted, and Handel probably wanted you to hear the whole story. But unfortunately, they gave us what we always wanted, right? They gave you Isaiah 9-6, and they just kind of left you with the parts that you wanted to hear because it was Christmas, and we only need at Christmas what we want to hear, right? Christmas is always better if we just get the gifts we... If you guys don't know this by now, you're really stumbling. Christmas is better when you get the gift you... Yeah, need, right. I agree. Some, some, yeah, I kind of need this one. This would be the gift that I'd like to have. Well, as we think about uh, this song, as we think about Isaiah 9, I want you for a moment with a tune in your head to now think about the titles ascribed. Isaiah writes this 700 years before Jesus is born. And titles are ascribed to the one who will be born. Here's the first, wonderful counselor. Now, not many of us go chasing counselors. It's not something like people love to do. Now, you may have been told to go to a counselor, whether you were in high school, college, any point in your life. uh, But a wonderful counselor will do something very unique. They will help you to see something in your life that you could not see on your own. And the best counselors won't actually have to say anything to you at all. They actually get you to say it to who? To yourself. They actually get you to draw that out. So Jesus is a wonderful counselor. (laughs) Even though you may not want to go to the counselor, he's a wonderful one. And then the next title, a mighty God. Now what's interesting about mighty God is he's not a child. Now I know like tonight, you're focused on child Jesus. There's a little child being born. But Isaiah tells us he's a mighty God. So don't be confused by the package. 
That small, humble child will grow to be a man. That child has so much more happening. He's mighty God. And then we get everlasting Father. Now, again, hung up on Christmas Eve, most of you are thinking about what? Jesus, manger, birth, shepherds, angels. You're not thinking that Jesus has the title everlasting Father because he's actually the Son of God. So why does Isaiah tell you that he's the everlasting Father? Because Jesus and the Father are one. Do not let Christmas confuse your understanding of the God who came to us. Jesus is God in the flesh. He is the everlasting Father. The writer of Hebrews tells us that Jesus was there at creation. So the one who's born in the manger is God. He is everlasting Father and Prince of Peace. In Jesus' wings will come peace. So much will come even just in the edge, in the tips of his wings, that it will impact everything. So with Isaiah in mind, we find ourselves propelled then to many of those pictures of Christmas. Luke 2, 8 and 9, And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. So imagine the shepherds. Did you ever consider that the shepherds were actually doing a job? They were actually at work. Some of you today, you would say they were clocked in. Like they actually had something to do. Now, if you ever clocked in at work or engaged in your task, when someone interrupts a task you're doing, your first reaction is not normally, you may be trained to do this, but your first reaction is not normally, how may I help you? You could be trained to do it. But your gut move is, let me finish the task I'm doing so I can then get to you. Again, you may be trained to change that. But the goal is I just want to finish placing this on the shelf. I want to finish writing out this paragraph. I want to finish there. So you've got the shepherds, and then we get this engagement. So my question for you tonight is, what is God interrupting in your life? See, something is happening in your life right now. And I don't know what it is, but it is. And something's being interrupted. Someone in this room right now is going, I wish I could hear you, Pastor, but that movie is interrupting you. I'm serious. Someone's like, oh, that is disgusting. What are they doing? They're living life. So imagine what the shepherds were doing. When they see this sound that comes forward, do you think they were like, sweet, it's our moment, man, Luke 2. No. The shepherd said, hey, 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 we're on the clock. We got stuff to do. We only get a certain number of hours in this field or in this place. This is our unique time to be here. We don't know all those details, but if they're human, which the shepherds were, they were kind of driven and wanting to do the things they wanted to do. God was interrupting their lives. So what is it in your life that is right now interrupting you from giving full devotion to our Savior and to our King? Because the shepherd's plan had them realizing, wait a second. The angels that came forth, see the angel of the Lord appeared to them, glory of the Lord shone about them, and they're filled with great fear. Why? Because what just came to them, they couldn't control. See, being a shepherd, one of the neat things is you were in some ways master of your own little destiny, at least for the hours of the night, right? Now during the day, you might be a lesser person, but at night, you ruled because no one else was there to pick on you. And in the very powered center of the evening, now the angels come and you've got the shepherds going, this wasn't on our plan. God's interrupting our time. It's like people who clock a pastor. Pastor, you get a certain number of minutes and if you go long, you're interrupting our time. Some of you are like, pastor, you get one sermon a year, man. This is the one. So I got you on the clock. 
And if you step past your time, you're interrupting my, my time. You only get your little time. So what is it that's being interrupted? Verse 10 moves forward and says this, And the angel said to them, Fear not. Why does the angel have to say this? Because the truth is no one likes change. I don't know if you've read the Who Moved My Cheese book and all the others that have come out to talk about whether or not we can handle institutional or organizational change, but at the gut is this, no one likes it. No one. Even if what you're experiencing is bad, what you're experiencing you know. So even if what you know is bad and it's changing, you're sitting there going, I don't know if what I'm changing to will be, you guys ready? I don't know if it's going to be better. So when the angels come and they're speaking, the shepherds are sitting there going, change is happening and we're not happy. So they speak in and say, hey, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. The truth is when God comes in these moments for the angels, we need to listen to what God is actually saying. Too often our first reaction is to not know what's going on. Now think about Christmas. Whether or not you have huge plans planned for after the service or Christmas morning, family, whatever is happening, you have in your mind what Christmas should look like. Now, I don't know if your Christmas is the perfect family picture. Like, is that the way it has to be? Everyone has to have the right thing looking at the right place and the right face, or it's the right meal, or the certain family member has to cut the turkey, ham, uh, tofurkey, whatever you're eating. I don't care. But they've got to cut it, and if they're sick, then your holiday is, is ruined. See, someone in this room right now might be going, it's already ruined, man. Because aunt or uncle or grandpa or grandma isn't with us this year. You see, 2019 stole a family member from me, so it can't be Christmas. It's already broken. What's God interrupting in your life? What's happening? The angel said to them, fear not. You see, the angel didn't just speak to the shepherds. The angel, through us reading the text, is speaking to you, saying there's more happening than what you would know. For the Prince of Peace, for the Prince of Peace to reign in your life, God has to reign in the selfish desires of what you have planned for Christmas. I want to share that again. For the Prince of Peace to reign in your life, for Isaiah 9 to really come, the selfish desires you have for Christmas have to be reigned in. But that's not easy. I get to hand out the gifts. You handed out the last one. Why isn't mine bigger? I wanted more. I counted. You got one more than me. See, we began speaking the night as Jesus having the title, A Wonderful Counselor. It's a title that reminds us that we don't always like what counselors expose. That's the scary thing about going to a counselor. What is it that they may find? <laughs> because unfortunately, a lot of things we're afraid they'll find you already know about. You're just hoping that when you go to the counselor, they won't find that one. So you try to give them a, a few breadcrumbs, right? Like, here, here, you, you, can, you can toy with these, but I'm going to hold this one back in reserve. I'm not willing to let you have that. So for peace to reign in our lives, we have to understand Christmas is more than a meal. It's more than a family photo. To that end, do you actually, if you're big on family photos, could you lay out for me every single family photo you've ever taken across the decades? Someone's like, yes, I can, and I will show it to you, Pastor. I will give it to you. Hey, you're better than me. There's a lot of the pictures I have no idea what happened to them. I remember my dad standing with us for many, many minutes, and many, many photos had to be taken. I do not know where they all are now. Some are on Kodachrome. They're on slides. My wife's going, no, they're not. I transformed them all digitally. I know, I know, but they're in a book. The question is, what is it that's happening to you? For this Prince of Peace to reign, for 
us a child is born. You see the us? It's, it's all of us. Jesus isn't just born to the shepherds. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulders. Did you think that this week? Did you think the government was upon Christ's shoulders this week? Or were you convinced it was on someone else's? Now all I want to do is just repeat to you again what the text says. The government will be on his shoulders. There are bigger things happening in the world than in D.C. Praise God. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Twenty years ago, I found myself living in Central America in the country of Panama, and Christmas was very different. Um, there was no chance of a white Christmas, just to be clear. They don't do white Christmas there. Though it is funny, I did have a Canadian Fraser fir. I actually shipped them in, in containers. It was actually the cheapest tree I've ever bought. I got a Canadian Christmas tree for $20. So who knew they could ship those in cargo freighters? But they did. Uh, so the tree is there, but I'm given this odd task. I lived about 40 minutes from everyone else that I worked with. I was working with the church, and we had a young man that was in an office uh, there. But he wasn't doing his job at all. Truth was, he wasn't answering the phones or doing anything we needed. So at the age of 21, I was given a fun Christmas task. You ready for it? Lay someone off. Well, that's nice. I'm sitting there going, this is not caroling with my parents and cookies and other things. Why am I being given this task? So I went in and spoke to the young man, and I said, hey, you're, you're not doing what you need to. We're going to have to let you go. He didn't question me at all. So clearly he was waiting for this conversation. He said, okay, yep, I'll just leave. Didn't ask, like, could I stay long? He's like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm gone. Okay. And then I remember clearly walking outside the door after I closed it and he left, and I went out to the back of the house, and I sat down on the stoop, and I put my hands on my head, and I truthfully just was bewildered, going, this isn't Christmas. This is not how you do Christmas. It seemed ruined to me, completely and utterly ruined. And this is like the 20th. I'm like, well, how in the world do I get a recovery here? The cool thing is, God doesn't leave us in a place if you're willing to keep walking. On the 25th, I remember the Christmas, not so much for what happened on the 20th, but what happens on the 25th. You see, I find myself uh, with Tatiana and her mother uh, in, a, in a house located in Panama as we're sitting there in the sweltering heat in shorts and others, enjoying it, singing songs, and a young man named Christian driving his VW Bug and just enjoying the fact that Christ came to all the world, not just Wisconsin not just cold places. He actually comes to the warm ones as well. It's kind of neat when you realize, you know, it's probably possible when Jesus was born it was actually warm. And I sat there going, hmm, who knew? Maybe dreaming of a white Christmas, I should actually be dreaming of one that's kind of warm. Some of you are like, that's why we moved to North Carolina. Well, maybe. Others are like, that's why we're going to Florida soon. That's fine. But I share it with you, Christmas is what God is doing in your life at that very moment. We have to check at the door our desires for Christmas. See, I wanted to make my Christmas that year about everything I'd known before, but God was doing something new in my life. You see, the wonderful counselor was teaching me that year I needed to check my selfish desires at the door. I wanted Christmas to be what it was every other year, and the truth was, it was better and brighter than I could have imagined because I shared it with fellow Christians who knew who God was and what he was doing. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, glory to God 
in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. That is Christmas. Christmas is God coming and saying peace to all the earth. So my prayer for you on this Christmas Eve and Christmas Day that is to follow, may the Prince of Peace reign in your life as he reigns in those selfish desires you have of Christmas to realize so much more is happening because Christ has come. Amen. We're glad you've connected with us online and look forward to the opportunity to see you in person. On behalf of everyone at Jordan, we hope you will join us as we gather in worship of our Savior Jesus Christ every Sunday morning at 9.30 at Beaver Creek Cinemas in the peak of good living, Apex, North Carolina.